Faces Podcast. I'm your host, Majori, and today's special guest is musician Colleen Green. I'm so excited to have her on to talk all about her new album, Cool, to reflect on some of her past work, talk about her music inspirations, and so much more. This conversation was really fun and super inspirational, so I hope that you enjoy it, and thank you so much for checking it out. So hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. Um, I'm so excited to have you on, and I've been such a fan of your music for such a long time. And I actually saw you in concert in 2015 for Upset and Charlie Bliss. Yes. Um, do we have a picture together? We do. We do. Okay. I, I knew when you popped up on the screen, I was like, I think I have a picture with this person. <laughs> yeah, I need to find it. It's like deep in the scroll on Instagram. But yeah, I just, uh, I'm so excited that after all this time, we can connect and talk about your new album. Yeah, that's awesome. Do I ask all my guests what their zodiac sign is? So mm-hmm. what is your sign? I am a Scorpio. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, so what's kind of like the best parts of being a Scorpio? <laughs> I mean, I'm a Scorpio Libra cusp. I'm like, okay. my birthday is October 23rd. So I'm like right on the cusp there. Mm-hmm. I think that what I've read is that that means that I'm a Scorpio with Libra tendencies. And I think that kind of is a perfect description. What do I like about being a Scorpio? <laughs> <laughs> I like being kind of a little bit mysterious. I think that is definitely a Scorpio trait that I, I display. I like that aspect, the private, mysterious kind of Mm-hmm. aspect and I like being um I feel like I also am very like intuitive mm-hmm. and like sensitive to what other people around me are like thinking or feeling mm-hmm. and I like that yeah I don't know being Scorpio <laughs> rocks <laughs> I think it's cool and I um actually can kind of see like the Libra costs energy when it comes to, like your music because you have a lot of deep themes but then it's kind of done in a more like joyful, fun way. But then like when you really listen to the lyrics, you're like, okay, this is actually some deep shit. So it's kind of like, I can see maybe that Scorpio Libra play. It's like dark, but fun. <laughs> so. Totally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like me. That's, that's me to a T. Um, but Libra season actually started today. So it's going to be oh. an interesting interesting shift I feel with like the astrology but I love Libra season I have a lot of Libra in my chart and Libra friends and um I also I love Scorpios and I think Scorpios are actually really funny too they have a good sense of humor that like is under the radar so yeah but I agree with that so before we get into your new album cool I want to just kind of talk about your journey into music like how did it all start and kind of like take me through that path how did it all start? Wow. <laughs> Loaded question. <laughs> That's a big question. Well, Colleen Green pretty much started in 2010. I was living in Oakland. I moved to LA at the end of 2009. Mm-hmm. I had just been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, um, wow. which, yeah, kind of rocked my world. Mm-hmm. I moved to LA to live with my brother to just kind of like rest and recuperate. And I didn't know anybody, didn't have a job, like was pretty sick and pretty depressed and just like devastated and like just kind of like felt like I was just like completely starting over kind of. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when I started playing around with the drum machine and just getting really into writing and recording songs. Mm -hmm. And that period of time, I mean, I was 
I moved to LA in like November, I think of 2009. And mm-hmm. by January I had recorded an album and an EP. Wow. Like I'd recorded like 14 songs. And so mm-hmm. I put out two, two releases and, um, they started, people started talking about them, I guess, on the internet. Mm-hmm. And then I started going on tour. And then I got signed to Hardly Art in September of 2010. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, it happened so fast. It happened oh. pretty fast. Yeah. And that's, that was what I wanted. And that's all I was doing at that point. Mm-hmm. Like I said, so, so yeah, it was, it was um, pretty cool. And like, was the music like a <clears throat> healing process as well? Like, was it kind of like a way for you to heal in a way? Um, I definitely think it saved my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it like opened up doors for me to meet new people, to mm-hmm. reconnect with old friends, um, to just start kind of just living my life the way that I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it was definitely a healing process. Yeah. Wow. That's really awesome. <clears throat> and it just kind of shows that, you know, magic is immediate. Like when you, when something's meant to be, it'll align and it's like, you can't put pressure on time. Like when it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen. And I think that's awesome. Um, yeah. I, I remember totally uh, like coming across your music um, when I was, I think I was at my senior year of college, like in 2000, like 12, 2013. And um, you're so cool was like one of my favorite songs. And so, yeah, you definitely like your music. When I moved to New York in 2014, um, I Want to Grow Up, like came out around like 2015, but it was like a year after. And I just felt like a new beginning for myself when that album came out. And it really, I really would honestly say that album really did change my life. (laughs) Cause like when I think about my new journey in New York, I think about that album and, um, and now cool is out six years later. So Mm -hmm. kind of tell me, uh, like, what was the break in between um, I Want to Grow Up and Cool? Uh, Like, why was there such a break? Or Yeah. I don't know. I kind of just, like, it wasn't something that I intended. Like, I was like, okay, I need five years off (laughs) to, like, (laughs) do whatever. But, I mean, after I Want to Grow Up came out, there was, like, a long period of touring and just doing stuff related to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I kind of, the songs from Cool were kind of just hanging around and creeping and bubbling out for, for many, many years. And I think, like, the whole experience of, of making I Want to Grow Up uh, was very draining for me. And, uh, yeah, I just, I feel like that took a lot out of me. And after that, um, I kind of just needed to rest mm-hmm. uh, for a little bit and kind of just like get my bearings again. And so, but yeah, it's true that like I want to grow up was um, kind of my big my big uh, admission, the recognition of like this is all the stuff that I want to change in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that if I don't change these things, I'm not going to be able to like have the life that I want. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, those five years were kind of just trying to like sort all of that out. And uh, yeah, I think it just took me that long to actually like have the energy to put out another album. Like when I listen to I Want to Grow Up, um, I don't know if you're familiar with your Saturn return. I don't know if you heard that like astrology phrase, but uh-huh. um but it sounds like a very Saturn Return album, like late 20s, early 30s. Is that kind of like, you know, when you were writing it, like going through a lot of revelations and stuff? Yep. <laughs> around that time. Yep. 
Definitely. I don't know too much about the Saturn return. My Saturn is in uh, Scorpio. So I think like, yeah, I, I, my friend Kelly is like super, she, she knows a lot about astrology. And when I told her my Saturn was in Scorpio, she was like, oh shit. <laughs> and <laughs> I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that was, that was definitely exactly the time when I was making, I want to grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm actually going through my Saturn return right now. So I'm like, okay, I'm feeling it. And, you know, yeah. now listening back to this album, I'm like, oh, okay. She was probably going through the Saturn return stuff because it sounds like that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's very fitting, but I totally understand, you know, taking a break um, from music. I was in like a local New York city band and I was like, oh yeah, we're going to come back to music in 2020. And then COVID happened. And I was like, okay, like take a break. But like, you have to feel called to put yourself, I guess, out there and also just to do that work because it's so taxing. It's like, it's great. And it's amazing at the same time, but it takes a lot of out of you to create music and like go on that schedule of performing and working with Mm. other people. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I definitely understand where you're like, okay, I need like some time to regroup, especially after, you know, you've been touring like around the world. Um, So can you tell me a little bit about the headspace that you were in with creating cool? Like what kind of were some of the inspirations? Cool is an album that I still think of it as like kind of a hodgepodge. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though once I started thinking of it and making it as a cohesive album, I realized that it really did, they really did all fit together and kind of like offer a a story. Yeah, a lot of the songs on Cool, I started writing or thinking about even before I started writing stuff for I Want to Grow Up. Um, So yeah, it wasn't like I was in uh, one certain headspace And it was like inspiration time. And I sat down (laughs) and I was like, all right, here we go. I'm going to write an album now. They just kind of, it all just kind of came organically. I I took it as it came and just kind of like went with it. And I guess that's kind of another reason why it took me or why there's such that big gap between albums. Um, I didn't want to force any, I can't force anything. I can't force creativity. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if it takes five years to, to make something new, that's just that's what's going to have to happen. You know, I think mainly like to give your answer a question, I think the headspace that I've been in, in the years since I want to grow up is um, more just like one of acceptance. Mm -hmm. At least I'm trying, I'm working towards that. But I think, yeah, I think I have learned a lot. Like you said, I want to grow up kind of changed your life. And I feel the same way. I think I've learned a lot and it kind of like forced me to learn a lot and uh, um, talking to people who were affected by that album really impressed me as well made it made a big impression on me because like I know how I feel about stuff but it can be hard to it can be hard to like realize that you're not alone until you actually hear somebody telling you like Mm -hmm. you're not alone I went through this too and this was my experience and it was the same so yeah I think uh, my headspace for cool was was kind of that just um one of like just more acceptance more comfort more confidence it's beautiful and you know social media and just in general it's there's this feeling that you always have to constantly produce and you know it's different for artists and creative people it's like sometimes our best work it can't be rushed it can't you can't have a time frame on something and um yeah letting it flow organic is like the best way so i really really think that's awesome. Um, like kind of taking that space and allowing yourself to feel out the energy in the moment and create 
an amazing album. Yeah. Um, so can you tell me about your creative process? Like how does writing music start for you? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like, I don't even know if it could be called a process. There's like really no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of live my life and sometimes I get inspiration Mm -hmm. and I'll try to do something with it. And most times I just hang around and chill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, if it comes to you, it comes to you. Like I know for for me, like writing music, like I'll be like in the shower or doing dishes or something. And it's like, oh, wow. Like here's like a song or some like lyrics or something. So yeah. um, Yeah. That's kind of like the best way to just allow it to flow. Um, I think it's something, I don't know what the the specific term, but it is some type of brain state. Like when your brain's really relaxed and doing like mundane tasks is when the creative part of your brain can access something. I don't know. It's, Mm -hmm. it's weird, but. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. I, I feel like I, I tend to get a lot of ideas like right before I'm about to fall asleep. Mm, Okay. And then you're up all night. God damn it. I just was about to fall asleep and now I have to think about this thing all night long. But yeah, yeah, it'll be like, sometimes it'll just be like a year without doing anything. And then all of a sudden in like a month, you know, you write three songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It comes to you. Yeah. Like about like before you go to bed, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, like a song, like, or like a word or like a lyric comes to me. And I'm like, okay, I'll remember it in the morning. I'll just write it down in the morning. It never happens. (laughs) It's like you wake up and you're like, wait, what was that? (laughs) Yeah. You got to keep a pen and paper next to your bed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, like definitely like for myself too, it's like a musician and writing for some reason, like the past year and a half, like nothing has like come out of me. And then the past month I was like writing songs. I was like, wow. So it's definitely like when you tap into something, it's there. And then it can be, you know, like, you don't know when you're going to see that surge of inspiration again. So (laughs) can you tell me a little bit about recording cool? Was it like a studio? Was it more self-recording? Did you work with a team of musicians and producers? It was a little bit of everything. We recorded all the drum stuff at a studio, at a real studio in LA, um, just to make sure the drum sounds were like dialed in. Mm-hmm. Um, we recorded a bunch of like guitar stuff at my friend's like practice space, mm-hmm. but he, he uses it. It's like a, it's like a lockout, but he uses it as like a production studio. Okay. Um, it's not like a jam room, but like, yeah. So we recorded a bunch of stuff there. Um, recorded some stuff at my apartment, recorded a bunch of stuff at uh, this record store that I was working at in mm-hmm. LA called Cosmic Vinyl. After the store was closed, we would go in and record some stuff. Um, recorded some stuff at my other friend's like home studio. And I think that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of different, a lot of different spots here and there, just kind of like seeing what sounded good. Oh, and then we also recorded some stuff at Brendan's house, Brendan's apartment. Um, Brendan Etter, he drummed and mixed the album. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. It was kind of like, it was kind of like ragtag, like just doing little things here and there to just make sure we were getting the best takes, the best sounds, and just making something that I wanted to be sure that I was really proud of. Mm -hmm. How long did um, the recording process take you? The actual recording of it took like three weeks, maybe. 
Okay. Three or, or so, like maybe three weeks a month, like to get everything mm-hmm. totally recorded. And also you asked about producers. So Gordon Raphael produced, that's pretty much it. Just him and me. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, so <laughs> when you're like creating an album, is there like a certain instrument or, you know, like maybe it's your vocals? Like what is like the number one, like most important priority for you that you're just like, okay, like this has to, like you're putting most of like, I guess your time and energy into Um, I would say vocals are really, really important because that's what people hear first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've like never been happy really with, well, not never, but I think it's like taken me a while to like work up to having vocals that I was actually really, really happy with. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like on my really early stuff, they were just buried, which was for a reason. I was like, gotta bury these and make sure they don't even sound like a human (laughs) is singing. And then I want to grow up. They were really close and like really upfront. And I like have trouble listening to those because it is so like, first of all, what I'm singing about is so personal mm-hmm. and like scary. And then second of all, you can really hear everything I'm saying. And I think because of the content of those lyrics, mm-hmm. I felt really self-conscious singing them. And um, I don't like the way that the vocals came out on that record. Like, oh, I, wow. I cringe when I hear them, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I think I just didn't have, I didn't have any confidence. We, we were really, really pressed for time and it was kind of just like bang it out. And I, I wish I could have, I don't know, had more time to just really perfect them, but mm-hmm. that's just not the way it is sometimes. So on cool, I just really, that was a ma- major priority for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second to the vocals, I think is drums. Okay. Because if you, I mean, the drums are the backbone of, of every song. And mm-hmm. if the drums sound like shit, it, it can be really, really grating to listen mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Or distracting or just like doesn't flow if the rest yeah. of the music is like, this is not connecting. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think personally you sounded amazing and I want to grow up. So, but <laughs> I understand like, you know, you're used to, you know, either your own voice or you just have like a certain vision of how you wanted it to be and just didn't like, yeah. work out the way you want it to be. Um, like when my band, we recorded our EP, we worked with like a sound engineer and he did not understand like our vision. I was like, okay, more like feedback to tell by the yeah yeah yeahs and like you know it just didn't translate and I personally don't really like my vocals on that but uh it's different do you feel it's really different when you're performing live versus when you're recording yeah it's much different uh live there's just more energy you might be like in a certain zone um Mm -hmm. depending on what the audience is like you know it could be more fun or it could be more just like oh god get me out of here when is this going to be over (laughs) and it kind of comes through I think it comes through in your vocals yeah um me I I think I like also give it more when I'm performing live Mm -hmm. because you kind of just have to Mm -hmm. in a way and then like recording it's like, yeah, you're wearing headphones, which is always weird. And the microphone's like right here and you can hear everything perfectly. And it's just, there's no other noises or sounds going on at all. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really scary. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah. I, um, I feel like, yeah, some artists can sound so different than live than recorded or like vice versa. And, you know, it really is like the energy of the room can really feed the music like in a good way or a bad way. (laughs) But, um, I definitely, I think it helps, uh, having a live audience to perform in front of to, 
kind of push those songs to the next level. Are you excited to perform again um, in person after COVID and everything? Like yeah. Get back out there? Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I don't know exactly like what it'll be, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love performing. I love like nightlife and being out there like in a club or, or anywhere like outside at a fair, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to getting back out there. Yeah. That might be kind of like the Libra energy kind of seeping through. <laughs> Cause I feel like Scorpios are very much like, okay, I like to be in my own energy. Like, yeah. you know, not very extroverted, but that's, you know, it's interesting that you say that. Um, yeah. So my favorite songs on Cool are Highway, are Highway, It's Nice to Be Nice. Um, so do you have any favorite songs on Cool that you want to talk about? What's my favorite song on Cool? I kind of like, I feel like I have a different favorite like every every week. Now that I'm like a little bit more removed from the mm-hmm. album, I'm actually like, oh, actually, I don't know. Sometimes I think someone else is my favorite. Like, mm-hmm. just I think it's a really good like opener song, like, it when is. you you push play and like that like beat comes up, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know, I just really like the the music, I guess, in that song, the like groove of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also really really like Pressure to Come. Yeah, that's a cool um, song. I love the title of the song, by the way. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I love instrumentals. I love like chill like elevator music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that song's really pretty. And I think that the music of the song actually like is very illustrative of the title mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. that like vibe, um, even though it is just instrumental. So I'm, I'm really proud of that song. That's cool. Um, so is there a song that you struggled to write or like record on the album? Yeah, well, not really. I mean, I feel like I was pretty well prepared for this album, like for the first time in my life. So it, and I made, I made sure that like I was, that I kind of like had all my ducks in a row before mm-hmm. jumping in so that we could just make the best album possible. So I really tried to, I really tried to, um, to be professional this time, but um, Highway was kind of a funny one because um, I know I just said all that stuff about being professional, but um, I brought my bass to record and uh, my bass, I have a long, long history with this one bass guitar and um, it's been everywhere with me. And it's for a really long time had a gigantic crack in the neck. Okay. And like a huge, huge, unforgivable crack. And I recorded the Blink-182 Dude Ranch cover album with it, Mm -hmm. which is all bass. So I was like, oh, it sounds fine. But then when we got in the studio and started trying to like record actual songs with it, we realized that it's kind of not in a key. It's kind of like in its own key. Mm -hmm. So I recorded the bass on highway with that guitar and we pretty much when we did that we that was like our last day in that studio just Mm -hmm. because of like budget budget um restrictions so we had that and then we were like okay now it's time to do guitar and i started trying to play the guitar over it and it just like was not happening because even though the guitar was in tune in tune like Mm -hmm. there was no way of matching the guitar to the bass because the bass is so fucked up Mm -hmm. So we ended up like tuning the guitar to the bass 
Okay. And then tu- tuning everything else to that. So I don't know, long story short, <laughs> hi- highway is like not in a key. So that was just like, that was a little frustrating, but like mm-hmm. very typical CG being like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I guess like this one thing was all fucked up and now everything else has to be all fucked up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it came out, it came out cool, but mm-hmm. if people try to play along to it, they might have some difficulties. Some hard, hard time. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course it's like the last day, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, exactly. you know, it always works out that way. But I yeah. mean, I, I think the song's awesome. It's definitely one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> so you were kind of saying like, you had to get like all your ducks in a row and like, what does that, I guess, look like for you before you start recording? Like, what are you getting together? Well, going back to the vocals thing, I think like making sure that I had actually sung the songs out loud, like many times Mm -hmm. and making sure that I actually practiced Mm -hmm. stuff, practiced how to play the songs so that I actually knew how to play them when I got in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, I mean, I don't really consider myself a guitar player. I like, I don't necessarily like enjoy playing guitar. My muscles get really tired. Um, Like I said, I have an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. And it affects my muscle strength. So when I play the guitar for a while, like my hands kind of just like cramp up and get really, really weak and tired. Mm-hmm. So playing the guitar isn't necessarily like something I can just sit there all day and do. Um, I really like writing songs on the guitar. Mm-hmm. You know, you write a song and then you're like, okay, great. That was that was fun. But mm-hmm. practicing it over and over is like not in, in my like, that's not my scene really. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I just, uh, I did make sure that I knew how to play the songs on cool. I had to just suck it up and like actually practice and doing research on what studio I wanted to record the drums in. Cause like I said, the drums are really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, figuring out who I wanted to produce and actually like having a lot of communication with them early on just to make sure that we were on the same page and had the same vibe and all that stuff. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just kind of yeah, making sure that everything wasn't just like thrown together at the last yeah. minute, and that everyone like gets the the vision. Um, yeah, that's yeah. which is very important. Everyone has to be on board. If someone's another direction, someone else is somewhere out. Like you know, it's never gonna work. But mm-hmm. definitely, um, like when I listened to the first song, someone else, I was like, okay, this sounds like a Colleen Green album. Like you felt like that homecoming energy. So you know, it definitely. It's even though it's different than anything you've done, it still has that cohesion and that familiarity, which makes your music so unique. So um, nice, awesome. Yeah, so that was definitely translated. So <laughs> great, um, I'm so glad. So, is there any advice you would give new musicians or someone just starting out that you wish you would have had when you were starting out? <laughs> A very heavy question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm. I do have advice. I'm just trying to think of if it was like stuff I wish I had. I don't know. I mean, my advice would just be like, if you want it, just work hard and don't stop. Mm -hmm. I mean, you might have to stop eventually if like, you know, nothing's really happening. But yeah, just keep keep doing what you want to do and like, don't stop. And uh, oh, and touring, I think is really, really important. Don't do that now, right now. But um. eventually like soon hopefully um yeah just that's that was like one of the biggest things for me is just and the don't stop thing like I I had always been in bands and 
I think like, you know, do something. If it's not working, try something else. If that doesn't work, try something else. If you really want it, just keep trying until something clicks. That's, yeah, that's good advice. Um, especially when you're working and collaborating with others, it's like, you know, if it's not working, it's not working. If it is, you know, it's like, don't force what isn't working. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Keeping at it. Um, so yeah, like a little bit about touring, is that something that you enjoy that you're looking to get back into, or is that something you're like, uh, it's not really my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been struggling with that same question myself over the past almost two years now. Uh, I love I love to travel and see new places and like get like new perspectives. Yeah, and I love to perform. The actual like logistics of touring can be really um, exhausting, mm-hmm. and that's kind of something I've been thinking about. Like when I hopefully do start going on tour again, like what is that going to look like? And I think that I probably will be able to figure out a way to do it where it works for me. And I'm not just like destroying my body. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, it's kind of good that I've had this all this time to like, just take a step back and reflect on what I've been doing for the past 10 years and just whether or not it's like actually good for me. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that it's like, it's not, um, <laughs> sleeping on couches and floors mm-hmm. and like eating like one time a day and having like an orange for dinner and stuff like that um, is not really great for me. So I think I need to like, if I do go on tour again, I definitely need to have a plan mm-hmm. and like figure out a way that I can do it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. But I am really excited to, yeah, I, I, I do love touring. Uh, it'll be interesting. I haven't been to a concert um, since 2000, the beginning of 2020, right, right before COVID hit. And uh, I'm going to my first show. I'm seeing Idols in two weeks. So it's going to be interesting. And then I'm seeing Japanese Breakfast. So I'm, I'm really excited, but I'm also like, okay, you know, how is this going to be? Like, are we all going to be wearing the face mask? How big is the audience going to be? So there's mm-hmm. all these, you know, logistics that even as a fan going to a show, how that's yeah. going to be different. And then let alone, I mean, you know, being a performer, a musician, that's like a whole other feat in itself. But hopefully, mm. you know, things will be um, a little bit more toned down. Because I feel like before COVID, bands and musicians were constantly like around the clock, you know, year round on the go. And I'm like, that's not healthy, you know, yeah. physically or mentally. So, yeah. you know, be interesting to see how that restructures. Like I'm seeing that some musicians, like they're they used to maybe do like 30 cities and now it's like 15. So, you know, that is yeah. a way of like prioritizing prioritizing the mental health and also the safety. Um, yep. Yeah, um, I think uh, I would go to a show if like there was no food or alcohol being served. Because mm. I think people, once the alcohol starts coming out, nobody cares anymore. And the mm-hmm. masks are off and it's it's hard to get people to wear them diligently. So mm-hmm. that, yeah, I think that's, that's a tough one. But obviously people want to drink when they're out and like... Mm-hmm trying to be entertained. That's a tough, that's a toughie. Um, but yeah, I think, I think also the way to go is like going out to one region, doing like a jaunt, mm-hmm. coming back and resting. That's mm-hmm. really important. Yeah. Do you have the tour dates like set up for cool right now? Is that in the works or? No. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's not, I'm not thinking about that right now at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's about the music first. And, you know, the album just came out. So it's kind of like letting it take flight. But, but yeah, but it would personally be great to see you again. <laughs> so yeah, um, it would be great. I just don't um, know if it's totally safe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just traveling, like the, the concept of like traveling all over and like encouraging people to congregate mm-hmm. in like a nightclub where there's drinking and stuff. I don't think I'm comfortable with that just yet. Yeah. But yeah, yeah we'll see. Mm-hmm. Totally understandable. So before COVID, was there a place that you liked to travel that you're like, oh, I'm so excited to like be at this venue again or like this city country? Is there like a favorite place that you have? Um, I love Brazil. Okay. I have a couple of really good friends there. They're the people that initially brought me brought me down and like set everything up for me. And they're two of the kindest people, like best, most awesome, freakiest people I've ever met. And they rock. We still, we talk on WhatsApp sometimes, um, but I would love to go and be able to see them again. And just everybody in Brazil is like so nice and just like loves to party and drink caipirinhas and like loves music. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's beautiful there. It's a beautiful country. It's really cool. Um, and also, uh, I love Italy. I fucking love Italy. It's my favorite country in Europe. As for like venues in the United States, I would love to get back to the Echo in Los Angeles. That, that's okay. probably like like my favorite venue. Mm-hmm. I've not been to any of those places. I've been to I've been to California, but I would I definitely hopefully next year I can go to Italy. That'd be really awesome. Yeah. If you could have like your dream tour lineup, who would it be? Oh my god! <laughs> like other people playing with me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I guess on the bill on the. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mean Jeans and Jeff the Brotherhood. Okay, awesome. <laughs> That's a good lineup. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be a dream come true. Gonna put that out there. <laughs> yeah. Who are some of your favorite musical influences and some of your favorite bands? I know Jeff the Brotherhood for sure. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. Um, musical influences like for this album or um just in general general? yeah i mean i think bands like the breeders Mm -hmm. and like veruca salt like influenced me Mm -hmm. pretty early on to just like want to be like a girl in a band Mm -hmm. and the breeders were one of the bands that i like sent songs to Gordon Raphael and was like this is like what i'm aiming for here i don't know though i mean i for the past couple of years, I pretty much have been leaning a lot more towards jazz. Okay. And like, I don't like, I don't listen to music on the internet. I, I can't mm-hmm. listen to music like on my phone or on my computer. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much, I listen to the radio and I feel like what I'm saying right now is sounds like really douchebaggy and like pretentious. <laughs> like when people like saying like, oh, I don't even own a TV, but I, I like to listen to records. Like, mm-hmm. Working in a record store was like the best thing ever because I just would sit there and listen to like all the weirdo records that I would find in the shop. And mm-hmm. it really like expanded my horizons a lot. And I think that's like where a lot of the instrumental stuff on on Cool came from is just from listening to like old records that are just mm-hmm. like groups, ensembles, orchestras, whatever, just people mm-hmm. just playing melodies. Mm-hmm. And I think melody is my favorite thing about music. So mm-hmm. I really wanted to make sure that I that Cool had a lot of melody on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I couldn't really say a band in particular, but the easy listening kind of smooth jazz 
old stuff definitely had a huge influence on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and jazz is like the Mecca of everything of like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Rock. Yeah. I need to get a record player. I, it's either like crystals or, or records. I'm like, I got to pick. I can't have both. <laughs> so but I'm like, yeah, maybe, but... you know, like next year I'll get on that, but it's like, I, I'm already collecting too much of, of something right now, but yeah, um, totally. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah. And like the breeders changed my life. I think I was like 11 years old when I heard when I was a painter and that song completely changed my life and cannonball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, how did I don't even know at 11 years old before like all the internet and everything like this was like maybe 2000 and like three or something like how I came across this when my parents weren't into that type of music. So but mm-hmm. yeah, the breeders have stuck with me for such a long time and is a, a huge inspiration as myself for myself as a musician. So that song actually was uh, in the trailer for South the South Park movie. Okay, I never Which saw- may have come out in like 2000, <laughs> probably the very early 2000s. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to say. But, but yeah, that song was in the trailer. And I remember like seeing the trailer on TV. And I, I like love South Park, but and hearing that song in the background and being like, oh, what is that song? Like, I know that song. That sounds mm-hmm. super cool. And then like realizing that it was the Breeders. And that may have been what really got me into the Breeders, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And then you kind of see like the trajectory, like the pathway, like then it led me you know, to like all these, like the early nineties are like my favorite for like all music, like, you know, led me to Bikini Kill and Team Drush, who I'm like super into. I definitely, I do feel a little Breeders vibe for sure, especially like in your earlier work, like it's a little bit more raw and like lo-fi. So yeah. Hell yeah. So is there anything on the horizon for Cool besides like the album coming out? Um, is there going to be like any new merch or just like anything you want to talk about, I guess, like in support of the album? Well, yeah, this would usually be the place where I'd be like, come see me on tour. But <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I do want to make a, a special t-shirt and like actually print the t-shirts as opposed to just painting them all by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, probably do that. I don't know what we're going to do like in place of touring, but probably I'm, I kind of want to just like, keep making other music Mm -hmm. and just like make as much music as possible kind of and hopefully that will like point back to to cool but I don't really know what's on the horizon we'll just we'll see Mm -hmm. all right well stay tuned um yeah so how can uh we best support you at this time and like what does support look like for you um money give me money (laughs) (laughs) give Colleen money (laughs) yeah um Capricorn rising, so. Okay, okay. I have a Capricorn moon, so it's <laughs> nice. like, yeah, very important, cool. so I get it. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I, I have a Patreon, and I do covers uh, for that, and we do live streams on there, and just, uh, just telling people and sharing the album is, like, invaluable, uh, and, um, and just buying, buying my music, actually purchasing it. Mm-hmm. is really helpful. Awesome. Um, well, thank you so much. This has been amazing. And I'm going to have all of um, your links and access to your music in my show notes. So for those listening, definitely check that out. And it was so great speaking to you about Cool. And I am excited to see what else is to come on the horizon for the album. Me too. Thank you so much. Thank you.